from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us have no self-conceit, no provoking of one another, no envy of one another. Brethren, If a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Look to yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave. 
Proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the lives of the Desert Fathers, which I like to refer to uh, often, there's a story about that some thieves one day came to an old hermit, and they said to him, We are taking everything that you have in your cell. He answered them, Take whatever you need, my children. So they took almost everything in the cell, and they were left, and they were on their way. But they missed a little bag of money that was hidden. The elder picked it up, and then he ran after them, crying out, Children, children, you forgot something. The thieves were amazed. Not only did they not take the money that he had brought out to them, but they returned everything that they had taken. Truly, they said, This is a man of God. And we pause and you consider what might have caused the thieves to change their mind and correct their deed is that they had beheld in him a different sort of man, a man of God. Only a man who is rich in God can be so free from attachment to possessions, to money, and to anything. In truth, the thieves were the ones who were slaves to their possessions, the passions and greed and things, while the old monk was utterly free of everything, for his freedom was found in God. So freedom is obviously a good thing to speak about today, since it is the day after America celebrates its freedom from the kingdom of Great Britain, And just like this country was liberated from the absolute despotism and absolute tyranny of the King of Great Britain to quote the Declaration of Independence, so we should also remember that we too were liberated from an oppressive tyrant, the devil, by the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The freedom bestowed to us by the blood of Christ is truly priceless, and no other worldly freedom can even compare to this true liberty which was given to us freely. We didn't even have to fight to gain this particular liberty because God fought for us. He fought on our behalf. As it is written in the book of Numbers, it is the Lord's war. And again, in Exodus, we read, The Lord shall fight 
for you. Freed from the tyranny of the devil, we were also set free from death, the ultimate and the final enemy. Set free from the dominion of darkness and our former master, that great usurper and false lord, the great imposter, Satan. Sin and the passions have no more authority or power over us. As St. Paul says, the Father has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. The truth, however, is, as the philosopher Seneca, he once said, that everyone is the slave of something. Show me anyone who is not a slave, he wrote. One is a slave to lust, another to money, a third to ambition, and all of us to fear, he once said. And of course, to a degree, he certainly was right. There are slaves to be found all around us. Slaves to drink, greed, gambling, fear, materialism, possessions. Slaves to their stomachs, to various passions and wants, and on and on. It is exactly as the Lord Jesus Christ has said, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. But then he tells us of that freedom that I've been speaking about, the freedom to be found only in him. But if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So the ultimate question, brothers and sisters, is if we are bound to be slaves of something, slaves to someone, to what or to whom do we choose to be a servant or a slave, to that which oppresses and binds us and leads us to death, or to that which actually sets us free and leads us to life. Even in this morning's gospel reading, we don't have to look very far to see that those who were possessed with the demons, the demoniacs, were slaves utterly bound by the evil one. And yet our Lord the liberator of captives comes and sets them ultimately free. It is a strange thing to most people that the apostles, when they are introducing themselves at the beginning of so many of their epistles, they write the following words. These are just a few examples. Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ. Again, Paul and Timothy slaves of Jesus Christ. James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. How about St. Peter? Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ. This is how they begin the writings of their letters. It is actually a great paradox to our human way of thinking that Slavery actually leads to freedom. Of course, the slavery to Jesus Christ. He is the only person who can stop and control those things that always wish to control us and to carry us where we do not wish to go. And I will admit that 
Slavery is a strong word, and it, of course, conjures up all sorts of negative images and feelings. But this is the word very purposefully and specifically chosen and used by the apostles themselves to describe their undivided and undying allegiance to their Lord and Master, Jesus Christ. In a world back then where a slave belonged body and soul to his master, the apostles used that word very deliberately to show how completely they had surrendered themselves and trusted everything that they had and they were to the service of Christ. This is the word chosen in order to make the mystery even more profound, that slavery to Christ indeed leads to perfect freedom. Just as the train that is a slave to the tracks that it is riding on is free to continue safely on its course and reach its destination, so only the person who becomes a slave of Christ is free to live the abundant and fulfilling life. In fact, only slavery to Christ truly leads to life, liberty, and genuine happiness. The prodigal son thought that he would be free, living for himself, doing whatever he wished and pleased him, far off in the country of sin, away from his father, away from his true home. But as we know, he was very mistaken and self-deluded. In that far country, instead of finding independent freedom, he only found oppressive slavery. And he became a slave of sin, ultimately to guilt, even to hunger. And that young man was never more free than when he confessed his wrong. He was never more free than when he stood before his father and he said, I have sinned before you and before heaven. He was never more free than when he begged his father to take him back and to make him as simply one of his hired servants. For it was in that slavery to his father that he found true freedom. He was never more free than, he was, than when he was back home in his father's house. Slavery to Christ is not slavery by force, but slavery by our free choice and our love. The son who loves his father becomes a slave of his father's will, and he will do anything to please him. It is love that makes him a slave, a willing slave, a free slave, a joyful slave. And that kind of slavery, the slavery of love, is really no slavery at all as we normally understand it, because it is perfect freedom. So I say, brothers and sisters, please do not be tricked and think that freedom is doing whatever it is that pleases you or whatever it is that you want, because you might find yourself very quickly a slave bound hand and foot in utter misery. True freedom lies in doing the commandments of God, not in transgressing them. Remember the words of the Lord, the truth shall set you free. And of course, the truth is a person, and that is Christ who said, I am the truth. 
Finally, let me remind you of these beautiful words of that blessed and most joyful slave of God as he referred himself. St. Paul, in his epistle to the Romans, because he unveils for us in this beautiful passage the profound mystery of what it means to be a true slave and servant of Christ. He writes to those Romans in that church of so long ago, and it should ring loudly in our ears. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that teaching, that doctrine, which was delivered to you. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves to righteousness. For just as you presented yourselves as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present yourselves as slaves of righteousness unto holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit in holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And to him be the power and the glory, now and ever to the ages of ages. Amen. And grant that always guarded by your 